full disclosure, after recording this episode, I did go out and buy a slime making kit. It's Gundam Models this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. So. What? <laughs> you gave me like the Get strongest look. Get down to it. <laughs> well, you kind of like. Put your, you were like, what? What's. You put your hand on the table in a definitive way, like. Let's get down to business. That's fair. I brought this on myself. We both came in hot. Yeah. As we always do. <laughs> That's what we're known for. It's true. The um, hot party podcast that comes in hot. You had asked me, like, what's one of my goals for this coming year? And I think at the time I was like, I don't know. Fuck goals. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it. And I thought about last year I got to take this amazing trip to Japan. Mm-hmm. And when... I got back, I thought, not just like the bummer of coming back from vacation, but I was also like, oh, I need to travel more. So I started doing some research, mm-hmm. and I got one of those free magazine subscriptions somehow to Travel and Leisure magazine. Mm-hmm. And the first issue they sent me is like, 2020. It's not a free magazine subscription. It's just your information has been sold, and so that magazine is just ads. So, okay, so I get this magazine subscription to Travel and Leisure Mag. And their issue for 2020 is like, uh, here's the top places to travel in 2020. And the number one destination is Australia. And all I could think is the whole fucking country is on fire. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you lead with that? Like, even if you like, had they already printed out everything and they're just like, well, too late. I guess we're going to tell everybody to fly to the country that is going to be devastated by like one of the worst natural disasters ever in fucking humanity. I mean, did you check their Twitter to see if maybe they tweeted a retraction or a correction or an apology? You know what? I haven't. All right. So you're not informed. <laughs> And, okay. then I, and then I thought, I'll just go back to Japan, because you know what I missed in Japan? What's that? One of the things for today's topic? What's that? Gundam! That's the second alert going off. I'm going to bring in our guest who can fill us in more about this. He is a writer for Marvel She-Hulk. Please welcome Cody Ziegler. What a great segue. I was like, man, they're really setting this up, too. I like it. I thought it through. I was like, no, <laughs> this time. This time I know what I'm talking about to bring him in. Um, hey, I gave it five out of five. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, finally. The That's the highest one. score we've gotten. <laughs> That's the highest score we've gotten on a Segalert. Oh, we hell yeah. Al- yeah. We always ask people to rank it. <laughs> we always ask. Rank it to your face. Yeah. yeah. Like, but in a, st- like a Michelin star system. Yeah. <laughs> um, That'd be such a fun podcast. Just like. Rank, yeah, rank rank things about me to my face. <laughs> I don't know if I have the courage. Like, I don't have the gall to like critique a friend directly right? to their face. Yeah. I, I would crumble them. It's in the like, pressure. is my chin weak? Tell me. <laughs> it's like, it's, I got a weak it's chin. It's the strongest chin I've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> Cut diamonds on those things. <laughs> that, that that chin belongs in uncut gems because that's what it is. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be talking about Gundam model kits. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I really set myself up by trying to say I'm an expert. There are going to be listeners who are like, he got, oh. it, he got the model number wrong. Oh, it's fine. You got the terminology wrong. I, oh. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have us. a, yeah. Um, the, 
we we have people that have been concerned about that in the past, but so far no no haters have come out. Oh, of Oh great, work. thank God. Now the so, pressure's yeah. off. Everybody's yeah. just happy to learn. That's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna yeah. go with. Oh, perfect. That or you know the two people who are listening are like. I don't know yeah. what this is, so they can't chime in. Yeah. Look it up. It's a great way to waste hundreds and hundreds of dollars <laughs> annually. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this and just ever get mad about what the guest is saying, like just stop listening. Yeah. Listen to off. other episodes. Subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> yeah. but stop listening to that particular episode. Send them that Lisa mattress, baby. Yeah. Just skip yeah. this episode. Yeah. Get us the numbers, so then we can be like, hey, sometimes I need to mail out a ton of things, and that's why I use. <laughs> Stamps.org, not .com, <laughs> different website, <laughs> just competing with each other. I uh, like to have a small scale on my desk yeah. to use What a, what once. insane ad copy. Yeah. No one wants to have scales on no. their desk. So Maybe if you're a lawyer, you have scales, but like, I can't imagine anyone else <laughs> yeah. being like- Those are purely decorative. Like somebody tries <laughs> yeah. to use them, like, no! No, yeah. Those are for just You leave only. that blind lady alone. <laughs> Some me undies. Oh, you wait. You launched a. I'm a huge me undies stand. I have them on right now. I just got some yesterday. I'm. Uh, I mean, I have my problems with capitalism, but boy, do I love spending money on me undies. Yeah. I. It's. It's. It's a. It's. It's a. It's almost like a. It's. It's almost like an addiction at this point. Also, probably buying all these robot models. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a sad life. Underwear and. and <laughs> Plastic toys are what I spend my money on. Everybody needs. Everybody should be spending money on underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's There's something true. sad about yeah, that. That's actually the good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever anybody is like, "Oh, I have to buy underwear," I'm like, "Okay, you yeah, you, yeah, you, you do. really have to." Yeah. yeah, don't don't act like that's a weird thing. That's a necessary thing. Yeah, um, I should buy. Like, I have too much underwear right now, but like, I just have so much. None of it's like gross. I just I'm thinking about my underwear. You have too right much. Now. I'm in that yeah. point too. Yeah, and there's some that like aren't so bad that they need to be gotten rid yeah. of. But just because there's so much pairs, I yeah. might, I, I should go through. Yeah, it's not. You could donate underwear, right? I don't think it, so. You can't donate underwear. No, because that would make sense. Your poop touched yeah. it, and then I don't. know. I try to think. Can I give it to like Goodwill? But it would be weird. Just like dump a box of used yeah. underwear off. I mean, you you wouldn't be the first, and they would know better than you what to do with it. Yeah. So they'd know whether or not they can take it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Damn. I'll, get, I say I'll, take I'll it. look into this and get back to you guys. Yeah. I'll send a follow up email. Thank you. you guys know. Thank let let the fans know. Yeah, I'll it's, tweet it out. Let those two listeners and they can go. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Gundam model kits, the Gundam robots, etc. Yeah. Why do you know that? Uh, so are you? Either of you familiar with Gundam at all? I became familiar. Became, yeah. Well, I uh, so it, it started out for those who don't know, which I'm assuming is everyone uh, or people listening to the show. It's a uh, it's an anime series, like a, a mecha series that launched in like the late 70s. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it was, I think it was pretty much exclusive to Japan for the longest while, up until like uh, you know Adult Swim sort of launched start kick launched Toonami back when I was like. 12 or 13. I remember like, that. Yeah, and like they had Gundam Wing was like their first big American that push. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, was Cowboy in there. Bebop, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, and all from. that stuff. And like I was originally like just a big fan of Dragon Ball Z. And there's other um, show called um, Robotech, which is like giant robots as well. Like they could transform, like they transform from like a plane to like a giant robot. I was like, oh, this is rad as fuck. This is what a 12 year old Zig is into. And then I found Gundam. I was like, oh shit, this is dope too. And through that, I got into like the model side of it, like just like looking at it because I could never afford it because I was like a 13 year old kid, you know? Yeah. 
You didn't have just like a treasure chest yeah, there in the have, backyard you could just like pry into and be like, hmm, time to buy a new yeah, toy. Yeah, I wanted to spend 30 bucks on a plastic toy and like 20 bucks on shipping and handling from Japan. <laughs> Let me reach into my underground trove. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Gundam is based on this uh, Japanese sci-fi franchise uh, created by Yoshiyuki Tomino. Mm-hmm. And they are giant robots. That are named Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a style of gun. That's a style of robot. There's a oh, if you want to crack this open, I can crack it way. Please open Please crack it open. Crack so this egg wide open. So there are two sides in this conflict. This uh, it's called. It was called the One Year War. Uh, it took place in uh, I think like, their their like timeline is like the Universal Century is like their thing. It's like from like Universal Century like. 079 to like I think or 78 to like 79 is like the time frame when their war happens and there are two factions there's the Earth Federation and then there's like the space guys which are called like Xeon and they their robots like their robot suits are called like mobile suits like that's like the thing like we have tanks we have different types of tanks um, like so like the Xeons were like the space people were the first people to create like mobile suits these giant big ass robots and they used it to like terrorize space and gain independent they want to gain their independence but there's this really weird like they they like map over like nazism they're like modeled after like world war ii germany like infantry and stuff which is really weird to like watch a show as a kid being like well that guy has a stall helm and like he's <laughs> got like those german grenades and stuff it's very problematic watching it now being like i don't like we can't like because they try to play it as like war is gray and like they're like good sides so good people on both sides but you're like that person's dressed like a nazi i don't know if i can like really <laughs> sympathize with this brigade i mean but to be fair japan fought with, on germany's yeah, side in that war yeah, so are they trying to be like hey man we had reasons yeah it's is that what it is it's strange unpacking it now as like a 30 year old you're like this is there's some weird messaging going on but the earth federation they're they're like nuclear option was this highly advanced suit called a Gundam, which was like only a couple were made. It was made from this very special like armor, super impervious, and that's the one like that the hero pilots for the the series. So the Gundam is actually the suit, yeah, that they are wearing. Yeah, so their mobile suits are what they're all called, and Gundam is like one specific class of one, like the most high tech one. Like a uh, like there's like a reg- there's like a you know a Boeing seven forty seven and like there's like a F eighteen yeah like one of, that's like that's the only right the chain difference between the two. Um, so my interpretation is they're Power Rangers in Iron Man suits. That's like yeah they're like sixty foot tall Iron Man suits basically. Okay. Oh yeah. so they're uh, they're ju- they're huge. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. They're yeah they're massive. They're these kind of humanoid looking vehicles, and yeah. then they're engineered or, or driven or flown. Yeah, by, by like a pilot, an actual human. And if you look at Gundams, they were sort of modeled after like samurai. Like yeah. the original one, like you can see like the so they have mapped over like oh they have like the helmets and the armor and stuff. So then the series protagonists are new types, which are genetically advanced humans adapted for space. Is that accurate? <laughs> Having it read back to me makes me shrink. So it's so like, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, because like when I was reading up on it, it's like, this is like Japan's equivalent to Star Wars. And yeah. And you try yeah. to explain Star Wars to anyone, <laughs> yeah. even other Americans that grew up with it, it sounds fucking batshit. Yeah, yeah, there's an old space hobo who can like move <laughs> stuff with his mind. He has yeah. a laser sword. And he, and he picks up a kid who who's like an orphan yeah. with a couple of robots, and they go and decide <laughs> yeah. to uh, laser the shit out of a bad guy. What? Yeah, it's, it's insane. And all the creatures look unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. That's my takeaway. That's my biggest takeaway from Star Wars is yeah. everything just looks unpleasant. We like, could make it cute, but we went the exact yeah. opposite. Everything's mm-hmm. very gray, with the exception of specific scenes. I feel like it is the most boring ass palette. It's a palette of rich people. You know how rich people only wear like beige and yeah. light gray? That is what Star Wars looks like to me. It's just browns and fucking gray. You know what's funny is also when they make things not cute, the fans hate it. Yeah. They hate it with a passion. Ewoks, get that bullshit out of here. See, Jar Jar Binks, no. I'm here for the cute shit. I, Baby I'm Yoda. All, I'm all about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's the only, one, only like, cute thing they've made where people like actually liked it. There's a porg right over oh, I have, porgs. I have I, a porg. Uh, you are in the house of a porg, the, so the, you watch what you say. The first thing I did when I got on the Disney lot is they have a Disney store, mm-hmm. and I went and bought a Lego porg set. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I stand the porgs. The porgs are great because they're so fucking dumb. Wait, and I've Disney, talked about this before. Disney but. teamed up with Lego to do Star Wars? It's crazy. <laughs> wow. right? Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't believe they waited to, to Star Wars to do that. No. <laughs> um. So new types. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, there's this. So the show, it, it, it's uh, the show takes this kind of weird turn like halfway through where they start. Again, thinking back of it, there's sort of this like new evolution, like the next stage of humanism, humanitarianism that comes out of like space where like they're advancing and becoming these things called new types, which are like the way that they play it in the show is like they're sort of like psychic, but it's more like they're super empathetic. Like they can feel people like they can feel like this person sort of like in the like the force from Star Wars. They're like, oh, I can feel that this person is angry or i can feel that this person has died and they sort of play it in the sh- they the way they work it into like fighting is that they can sense the aggression of like other pilots mm-hmm. so that makes them like see like their couple moves ahead and they basically just turns this space show into like superheroes because towards the end they're like everyone that's a good pilot is a new type and like all the everyone else is just cannon fodder getting shot down for the rest of the series oh boy yeah uh that takes on this like whole other element to what was originally established, yeah. which was basically guys in these Gundam suits that were based off like actual robot designs, actual weapons manufacturing, yeah. um, and tech that was derived from actual science. Yeah, yeah. And then they threw in these other fictional elements. Yeah, there's so there's these uh, taking taking even a step back from that. There's like the genre of this type of show, like big robot shows. There's like two sort of main genres. There's like this genre, which is called like real, like it's more like grounded, like yes, they have like there's like a means of production where like people are like riveting metal to metal and like they have to like reload ammo and like if you get shot in the leg, your robot's not gonna work. It's more like I, th- I think the term is like real, 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 real robots, and then there's like super robots, which would be like um, Power Rangers, where like they combine or like Voltron, and they have like almost magical powers they can pull like giant swords out from like the ethereal and like they all shoot energy beams and stuff. And, like, going to your point, like, the show was, like, very grounded. And even, like, as, like, sequel to the series are pretty grounded in the show as far as, like, towards the end, they spend a lot of time leaning into, like, the horrors of war. Like, there's this uh, there's this miniseries called Gundam Thunderbolt that came out a couple years ago. And the whole thing is, like, there's these people that are fighting over this really worthless piece of space. Like, there's nothing there. There's, like, it's, it was, like... A, it was like a colony that was blown up and it's just debris, but for whatever reason, not neither neither side wants to give in. So they That's just like my fucking space trash. <laughs> exactly, get off my property. And there's this really terrifying scene where they send out. There's like 
all these like new recruits, which are they have just gotten the academy. And they're all like, I can't wait to go into space and like fight with you. See you later, brother. I love you. And then they all just get shot down. And it's like they're like people are like like their pilots are like panicking and crying and stuff. Some of them are just like spinning in circles and shooting at nothing. And you're like, oh, this is like this is like this is terrifying. Like this is an emotional beat. And like the next scene after that, they're like, I have psychic space powers and I can feel you. You're like, oh, they ruined this. Like yeah. I'm more I'm more. I feel like me, I'm more interested in like the grounded humanity and humanity stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to like psychic things. But then I realized that these shows are for like 12 year old Japanese <laughs> boys. So yeah. I can't be getting too angry about it. <laughs> I just like, I take umbrage with the idea that they're like, well, when should this giant battle take place? Like, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't fucking matter with no stakes. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, like, it's really, <laughs> it's really bizarre. Like, it's a really good series, but there are all those things that bump against me. But every time that happens, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm a 32-year-old man. Like, this isn't really meant for me. Yeah, I think it's very evolved that you can say as a fan, like, oh, I guess I shouldn't get mad about that. Because fans don't often say that. <laughs> oh, no, they yeah. don't. Fans don't often you say they are, shouldn't get mad. You both are pretty logged on. Like, I see you guys on Twitter and stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, like, just, like, I just had this realization once the last Star Wars came out where people were just, I mean, I didn't like the movie that much. But, like, the idea of just spending, like, your free time, your precious finite time being, like, this is why this shit sucks, and you're an idiot for liking it, or like you're an idiot for not liking it and shit yeah. like that. I'm just like, who, like this is made for like my sister who's nine. Yeah, like if she didn't like it, then okay, that's a problem. But like, she doesn't care about any of this shit. And then I read this. Um, I've I there's a couple of writers in the She Hulk who have written previously for like Star Wars shows, and they were just he they were talking about how George Lucas was like. Well, these are myths. They're for kids. Like that's the whole point. Is that like <laughs> yeah. you make it very broad and obvious so that like a thirteen year old can watch it and be like, "Oh, that's the message." Yeah, and they're not. You know, this is before the internet, where like you would have strangers yelling at each other on Twitter about wow, Ray right? Is- and all the content that has to be produced to keep websites going. Yeah, it's like let's talk about how this character is actually representing this other thing you never even thought of. Neither did the writers of the show or anybody involved in the production. Yeah, no one when when this dude made Gundam. He did not think that there would be a website dedicated to people yelling at each other for hours on end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was just like, hey, what about if people got in a big robot suit and then they fought each <laughs> yeah. other? What That's if war was bad? That's the thesis. Yeah. War is bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know what? That's a pretty darn good thesis. <laughs> I stand by that. I think so. War is bad. Yeah. Yeah. For, Keep for it simple. The, for the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to have a real hot take about how Lord's actually was rad as fuck. I was like, are you just, what are you going to come out with, Steve? No. <laughs> no. Started, you know, I had my instinct to come up with something funny and then nothing followed that <laughs> instinct. So I agreed with that. <laughs> this is me all the time. War. War bad. War bad. So Gundam is like a hugely successful franchise. Yeah. Can you go through like all the iterations of the show before we get into kind of like the actual yeah, toy building? I, yeah, I can walk through what I remember. So like the main series was called Mobile Suit Gundam. Mm-hmm. After that, there's a sequel called Z Gundam, Zeta Gundam, then Double Z Gundam. And I just launched this huge spinoff. And sort of, again, tying it into Star Wars, you know, George Lucas was sort of famously was like, I'm not going to take money from like the cut from like the actual production. That's like the 10% after the post, whatever I'm going to make money from making toys, which is yeah. like how this series sort of stayed afloat. Cause the original series, like no one really watched. It was like canceled, like halfway through the production run, but they started making these things called Gunpla, which is like Gundam plastic, which is like plastic models. Mm-hmm. And that people went ape shit for those things. 
So um, like you just have these as the series progresses, you start seeing these like one off weird redesigns of like robots that are in like the background of one shot. But they're like, hey, we have a model for that. And not only do we have one model, they have like different tiers of like types of models. Uh, I think it goes like real grade, like master grade, all this perfect grade. They're basically like the higher you go up, the more detailed and articulated the, the models are. So say if you have like just the Gundam, you have one Gundam model. You can then have four different tiers of that type of model. So like if you have a show that has, I don't know, just say randomly 30 robot designs throughout the entire series, those 30 robots now have 120 different models. Whoa. I mean, yeah. people like collecting. Yeah. That is human. Yeah. And if you go to these, like and if you, uh, the, if you go to these websites and see these, <laughs> fucking dirt people collecting <laughs> robots how dare they <laughs> yeah. wait this is something that brings them joy yeah, Ugh, ew. but if you do go to like serious builders or collectors and go to like their instagrams or whatever they just have walls of like it'll be the same model like the same type of robot but different like tiers of like quality wise and you're like oh it does be, for me it's like i i know that i i give myself five if I make more than if I have more than five plastic things, it becomes like an addiction because then they're like, you just have like space. It's almost like they have just like walls and walls dedicated to like toys and stuff, which is fine if it makes you happy. I don't yeah. care, but it it is like to me, it is like a monument to like capitalism. Where you're like, oh wow, I bought the same thing five yeah. different times. But there are only slight different variations to it. That's how I felt walking around like the floor at Comic Con yeah. one year, where I was just like, oh, a whole aisle of. Funkos, yeah, it's like yeah. pop Funko dolls yeah. that are in, in various versions, and I was like, "This is insane to see this much plastic in like one area." Oh and yeah, and they yeah. all look—they all all the same because it was like this is like a little wall of Disney princesses or something. And I'm like, "This is the same fucking doll." They just changed the like they did the tiniest tweaks to it. Yeah, but then there'd be like one character and then 14 different outfits for the one character, and I'm just like, "Who? Who?" For whom? Yeah, For whom? it's 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 it's, it's uh, such an interesting industry because then from that you you start building. So you have this whole industry built up. Like we sell models for things. That's the thing that we do. So then you have like special type of like pins for like marking up your things. You have special like tools for, like cutting them out of the plastic things and paints and stuff. And it's very interesting seeing like how that industry just like makes billions. Of, it makes more money than the actual TV shows ever would. And it's interesting getting to the point now where we can sort of recognize that, oh, this thing is the, the like, the toys are, like, selling the series. Yeah. So the toys, like, you know, I mean, like, comic books, like, yo, the, you know, we're going to make this one-off. We're going to give Rocket Raccoon a sweater in one, in one scene so he can have, like, that variation of the, the Rocket Raccoon sweater toy. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the robots look rad, but it is just interesting yeah. to think about. It's, it's manipulative. Yeah. It's so manipulative to be like, wait, now I need this. Yeah. Especially if you have that collector's mindset. Nobody really wants to entertain or bring us joy. Everything that every company does is just to take our money yeah. and our loyalty. They don't really care if we like it. <laughs> and now Steve, they want us to buy it. And now Steve has slunk back into the yeah, hole from whence he came. Yeah. No, I've <laughs> got more. Let me turn down the other mics. Yeah. I got more. I got more. <laughs> It's strange it works because I'm still like, I'm going to buy that shit. It looks I cool. Yeah. Oh, that's for the, sure. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll buy a different. Yeah, I'm going to spend 60 bucks on a Lego Porg on my first yeah. day of work, which I did 
Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it looks cool as shit. I, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> yeah. looking at mine right now. That thing looks so fucking dumb. I love my pork. Yeah, it's rad. He's so stupid. <laughs> His stupid little mouth is halfway open. I love him to bits. <laughs> but the thing is, you have your one pork that you right, love. As opposed you to don't have a shelf pork. of yeah. multiple yeah. porks. Right. It, and then of, another of shelf. Five different versions of that pork. Variations yeah. on R2D2. It's yeah. It, it is it's also interesting when you see artists, like people that are good, like, there's also another section where people like customize and like build their own sort of things. Like they take different parts from different models and bash them together and make their own things, which is really interesting. Because then you have people that are like sculpting, like they're like 3D. They're like <laughs> there's like this VR headset where you can like sculpt in VR and then print it out in the 3D printer and stuff. Oh. And it's so interesting seeing like these these are like our clay masters and like our people that are working with marbles, like yeah. this, like our version yeah. of that. And, our and glass blowers. Yeah, and it's cool. That part is really cool seeing like someone remixing something that's already made and then adding their flair to it which is really cool like it, i don't know it's, it's just an it's an interesting dynamic for that whole like subculture yeah like it's it's i don't it's a, i'm not super familiarized with it to speak on it like, as an authority outside this podcast obviously but mm-hmm. it is it, you know, it's interesting seeing like the sort of like base consumerism version in like that mix with like people who have an artistic vision and how they add their spin to that stuff if yeah, that makes sense. There was, when I was much younger, like 10, 15 years ago, there was a moment where I was like, you know when you suddenly realize something about your childhood and then you're like, I'm going to give it to myself as an adult? One of those things was I didn't I think have- that, yeah, that plays into it too as well, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a ton of toys growing up yeah. because we weren't uh, super well off. Uh, or what we had was a lot of dollar store toys. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I didn't have Barbie. I had like Babs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like Babs. too short, Tourette's. The hair's like, really the hard hair, for yeah. some yeah. <laughs> You can't brush it. Yeah. No, moving, like no moving joints. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just... Eh, just the arm flails out in one yeah. motion. That kind of shit. Or it was like everything that was good, quote, or the good mm-hmm. the good shit was all gifted from like somebody else and it definitely wasn't purchased for it. Yeah, yeah. So when I got older, I was like, oh, you know what I'll do is I'll buy like for various jobs and stuff. Like I, I got into kid robot stuff. Those mm-hmm. like teeny mm-hmm. tiny miniatures that are mm-hmm. like little Cracker Jack, like mm-hmm. those smoking rabbits and stuff. And... I didn't buy a ton of these, but I yeah. bought enough, like, I don't know, a half dozen to yeah. feel, like, satiated. Like, here are my little toys yeah. that I wish I could have had when I was eight and nine and ten. And then as I got older, I was like, what the fuck do I have these little toys? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, these fulfilled that role. Yeah. I'm gonna, they gave me joy. I'm going to do the Ray Kondo thing, give them away. And then, like, a few weeks ago, I saw... Uh, Dr. Phil's house, or the house that he's selling, and he's these massive, giant kid robots, uh, smoking rabbit so toys. So strange. And it's so weird in his house, and now next I'm like- Next to his wall can, of guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next to a wall of rifles. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, now I can't unsee this, and now I think these toys are bad, and if I have any more in my house, I immediately have to get rid of them, because I'm just going to forever associate it with yeah. these. And I like to think that Somehow, your you the ones you gave away ended up at Doctor Phil's house <laughs> on his shelf. They had these giant ones that are like as tall as the table. They're like these massive. They're very very expensive. You they're like do- five you think, grand. Or you something. think Doctor Phil was like into that, or he just had like some interior designer that just like bought it for him? Because either one is a very funny answer. He hired an uncool interior designer <laughs> to make a cool room. Because they're just like because I'm thinking about it, they're just like in the middle of his open like living room. Yes. Like, like under next to his stairs <laughs> like that's where i'm gonna put my giant plastic artwork next to my vine stairs <laughs> oh i'm just thinking about how ugly that house was <laughs> i mean they're laughing. 
They're adult Happy Meal toys, all of it. Like the whole yes. idea of like- um, Oh, they're really? No, I mean like that's what oh, it they feels are. like to me. Yeah, yeah like I, uh, I I dart from them. <laughs> I gotta get it now. You had to buy one hundred Big Macs <laughs> yeah. and get like little codes, oh, and, yeah. you could, and Dr. Phil bought them all yeah. and mailed in old school style like cereal box tops to get the biggest. Get his decoder ring. Yeah. That was the worst toy. when you got the cereal box and you were excited for the toy, but then like you read it and it's like, oh, you have to send in the fucking side of the yeah. box to get the toy in the mail it's not kid, in the box like, that's gonna take 500 years yeah it would take like seven four, days four yeah. weeks yeah get out get by out. then yeah. i'll be in another grade <laughs> yeah and those toys were always so shit garbage they lasted like three days yeah if you breathe on them they like fall apart yeah there's a lot <laughs> of like drop it in the water and it changes color changes color in milk yeah. Do you guys remember that Simpsons episode where Bart gets like one of those like inflatable dinosaurs? Yeah. And he envisions it getting giant size and eating Lisa. And then he just like it blows up like two times as as, as big. That's the exact reaction I had when I yeah. first got those. Oh, like, same. I yeah, they were like like they were seahorses or something, and I thought they would be like the actual size of seahorses. Yeah. And I threw them in the bath or whatever, and I was like, the fuck is this shriveled ass? <laughs> and also, also they take like days i feel to reach the full like yeah. for like four days it's like uh like i had a dolphin one and the um uh the fin of the dolphin yeah. just was the last to kind of take on water <laughs> so it was just completely ill-shaped yeah. and kind of like had like just like it just looked like it was this tumor covered dolphin it for seems a few like days. one of those toys you get at like a 1920s carnival yes, yes. Like, see the amazing engorged dolphin yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, you, you, you didn't have power you saw like a stick in a, in a circle so yeah like, it was that or you could like level up and get a creepy clown <laughs> yeah like you get it like here here's uh, your own ventriloquist dummy or something. even when it gets like kids. full size you're like i can't play with it yeah yeah i can just look at this larger thing <laughs> <laughs> would you like that or would you like one large wood block? Yeah. We can carve a letter into it. <laughs> yeah, we can wood burn an S into it. Man, toys kids were shit. Yeah, I think- We've really, you know, imp- we really improved the toy game. I'm coming back around. Now I'm just going to get walls and walls of these plastic yeah. toys. It makes so much more sense. You know, I've had a uh, a Cousin It Funko Pop in and out of my Amazon cart for weeks because <laughs> I can't decide if I need it or not. Yeah, well, obviously so, you do no, need no, it. Yeah, I mean, you need it. Yeah. And then you also don't need it at all, but you also you need it. Yeah. It's one of those. Um. So- so the hobby of assembling these giant robot mm-hmm. kits, yeah. known as gun- gunpla, yeah. gunpla, yeah, uh, makes up ninety percent of Japanese plastic models. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. It's like the, like the market is like that. That is the main thing sustaining like plastic toys. I think in Japan, apparently in twenty as of twenty eighteen. Um, Gundam specifically was one of the top 15 highest grossing media franchises of all time. This thing has made like 20 billion plus. Yeah, I'm shocked we don't know more about it. It's I think I think the sort of uh, analogy I heard is that every single series is like, imagine if every single series was the Avengers and did the Avengers numbers. Oh my god! Wow. Like, Damn. And they're releasing like two or three, two or three of these a year. And again, like if every series has. Conservatively, thirty robots. They're going to get at least one hundred and twenty different versions of that robot, and then like special edition stuff. That's wild. Yeah, I didn't know it was ninety percent, but that makes sense. Like there are whole stores that are like, like like hobby stores. Like you know, we have like you know, you would go to the mall. 
at least when I was a kid, you'd go to the mall and you had that one shitty hobby store that had like, here's a stealth bomber and like, here's yep. an alien mm-hmm. thing. Like, they have whole like multi level stores that are just dedicated to like Gundam. Like, wow. Go to level three to find like this type of suit or go to this level to find like the Earth Federation suits. Yeah. When I was in Japan, I went to Akihabara briefly, which is like sort of the video gamey district yeah. where you can find a lot of old games. Uh, and we were just like sort of browsing and there would be like, you know, a level that was like, here's just everything for Nintendo or here's whatever. But that made sense to me because I was like, well, this is so huge. Yeah. And I know I everyone kept plays see- the games. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept seeing Gundam stuff, but I didn't know what it was. And I, I recognized it was a robot thing, mm. but I was like, clearly this is something from Japan that I yeah. just don't have any context for. Yeah. So I just was like, all right, I'm not going to bother with that. But I remember seeing it everywhere. Have you seen, maybe it's in your notes, but. Have you seen the live the life sized Gundam? That's what I was talking about earlier at the top, where I didn't get a chance to go there because oh. it's like on the other side of where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, I know other people that have been recently who did see it. Yeah. That thing has like a very interesting background because that life size Gundam was supposed to be like just. I think it was very temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like the Eiffel Tower. Yes, it's very much like it. Yeah, it's Japan's Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed. It was built for the world's fair. Right, and then they were like, and because the Eiffel Tower, everybody was like, "This thing's the ugliest piece of shit." And yeah. then everybody was like, "This is now the symbol of France." Like, I guess we're keeping it. Yeah. And then they just kept it around. Yeah, forever. Yeah, this robot looks dope as fuck. And we're actually going to keep it around yeah. as long as possible. Yeah, because it was like the thirtieth anniversary of the series. Mm-hmm. They made this. Um, giant scale Gundam and then they put it in a park and then they kept moving it around to other places yeah. and then they took it away and now it's in front of a, a gift a Gundam gift shop I think yeah it's like a Gundam thing I mean I we so I, have, I do a podcast called the Dark Weeb where like it's me and another black comic and we talk about nerd stuff but we did a Gundam episode and he did or he did a rundown of that like that like this like center where it's like everyone is dressed like. <laughs> Everyone is dressed like they're from one of the two armies in this in, from the show, and like you have to like call them like general whoever to like do stuff for you. But it's like you can go in and watch them. Like it's like a, a site where they make the the model, so you can mm-hmm. go in and like watch them like assemble like the actual kits that go out to stuff. But you have to address people as like like Captain like Rio or whatever oh, as they're doing it should. No. Which I'm like, yes, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So that's kind of like when you're at downtown Disney and you watch them yeah. making the caramel apples. Yeah. You watch them making the model kits. Yes. I think it's very cool that they make the model kits. I don't love and this is maybe just for me like, retail. Yeah. I don't love the idea that like if I had to if I sign up for a job there, it's like I can't respond to somebody unless they call me Lieutenant So and So. That's a little much. Yeah. That country's very extra. I love it dearly, yeah. but like that makes total sense. It'd be like this is how it's going to be, and then yeah. everybody would get on board. That's the thing. There's everybody yeah. be like, yep, those are the rules now. So it's gonna be so call- fun too. If like you work like your shitty, like a salary man, <laughs> you work your shitty job, and then like for the weekend you go to like the Gundam factory where they make models and you can like have fun for the first time in seventy your seventy hours of that week. Yeah. I mean, if you say that, um, if if you claim, I'm not actually trying to challenge your, <laughs> if what you say is true, um, so you said ninety percent of like uh, of the of plastic models, uh, the plastic for models is is Gundam toys. Apparently, so I'd it's be a willing very high percentage. That, well, I mean, that tracks. For- I would be willing to bet the other ten percent is um, Gundam knockoffs. Like that's probably the oh, whole yeah, industry. Yeah, that's the whole thing is yeah. is Gundam like. 
And then the other 10% is just like the... That's, yeah, because I know I've been talking about Japan a lot, but it's also really popular in China. Yeah. And apparently there was like a whole... Just like knockoffs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was a whole controversy because um, there was a bunch of uh, uh, knockoff. I'm trying to find... Oh, like I, I've seen photos of like... <laughs> They'd make like replica statues, but they'd be made from like shitty found metals and stuff in parks and things. Yeah, there is. It's the same thing as like a counterfeit makeup. There's like counterfeit yeah. model kits because these things are so popular and they are fairly pricey. Yeah, they're it's pretty ex- expensive. It's like, an expensive hobby to get into. Like you can drop like 120 bucks for like some of their higher quality kits and stuff. Yeah, I was very not that I would ever do that. But, <laughs> you know, one ever. can. Yeah, one. One can. Yeah. Should one want? <laughs> And if it brings them joy, yeah. then, they, then one should. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Follow I'm your like, bliss. Yeah. yeah, I know yeah. I gave people shit earlier about the Funko stuff, but I'm like, look, you want 14 bells, do it. Yeah. That's, you're not hurting anybody. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your own wallet. Every but day like, there's less and less joy in the world. <laughs> yeah. And you've just got to find it where you can yeah. and yeah. squeeze it out. <laughs> Chase that high. Chase it. It won't last. <laughs> squeeze it until it <laughs> no longer exists. Um, I will find it later, but there was definitely a whole bit that I read where I was like, whoa, this thing is so popular that it has now attracted uh, counterfeit kits, and there's like a huge, uh, uh, oh, here it is, yeah, I guess in 2010, um, Bandai, which is the company, Mm -hmm. like the main company that makes these kits, uh, sued some Chinese toy manufacturers for oh, uh, selling counterfeit yeah. kits, and they they had like a very similar name to Bondi, right? Like the yeah. kit was like Sundai or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a real like. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very one. It was like a very A to lowercase A, a capital A to lowercase A is how far they went with that one. And here we are trying to be original, <laughs> trying to forge our paths in the world and make our mark, and we could have just made. Sandai and just like just to complete like why did I not just make a company called Oni? Yeah, Oni or like I'm trying to think, who does Barbie? I couldn't remember that. Martel. Mar- Mar- yeah. Mattel. Why not just make Mar- one called Martel <laughs> and we sell Babs? Yeah. yeah, it was a real hello. My name is Shrubs. Yes, that'll do kind of moment where I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't even Mr. try. Mark. Yeah, say hello to Mr. Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, why? Why are you so? Why are you and those, just the so poor, not trying? The yeah. poor kids that get the like uh, cheap knockoffs and immediately know it's yeah. a cheap knockoff, but still have to be like, oh, th- thank like, you, like Aunt you Norma. To get like the fake shoot or like the knockoff Nikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like a Babs from the ninety nine cents store Barbie doll or whatever the hell it was. That my poor mother trying, trying desperately. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I understand now when you're like you're filling that hole. Cause like I bought a model like last week and I was like I haven't it hadn't gotten here yet but I was like as a kid there's no way I would have dropped thirty dollars on a fucking model toy but now mm-hmm. I'm like yeah why not yeah but also if you're build do you build you build it right yeah I used to, yeah I so my I got into model building because my dad did it mm-hmm. when I was a kid and that was the way that we would bond is like he would do like Star Trek ships and maybe a little bit of Star Wars I don't know it's a long time ago but it was a cool thing because like if you're like we were poor like we'd have a lot of money but it was a sort of like a cheaper way to like be creative because you like you get to assemble the thing and you feel like you actually built something yeah and like for sure you get to paint stuff which you're like oh that's kind of an artistic thing yeah and now i'm like oh yeah like now that like most of my job when you're writing is like you're just thinking so much and like you're thinking what other people are thinking and then you're like 
you're also like you know when you write like you're writing the best that you can but you're also you're doing it to please your showrunner mm-hmm. so like there's just a multi-levels that you're thinking and like i've been thinking a lot lately um about this there's this moment in that south park documentary six days of the air yes where um i think I think it's Trey is like he has he's in the Legos, I think, and he's like building a Lego in his office. He's talking about how that's one of the only moments that he gets to just like think and people get he gets to like read instructions, like things tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. And like I really like that idea of being like, All right, I'm just gonna sit down and like I'm gonna create a thing, but yeah. someone's gonna tell me how to do it. They can tell me all the steps. And then afterwards if I want to like try my my hand at like doing painting stuff again, which I haven't done since I was in art school, like this seems like a pretty simple way to do it and also have like a kick-ass robot when it's when it's done yeah Yeah, it's also like a nice way to not just turn off your brain from the people you having to do things for other people thing but also that just like there's a meticulousness to building this stuff where like it makes you hyper focus it's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. i really like cooking and baking is yeah i again it's the same thing of i have to just follow the recipe great Mm. so that i'm just oh okay two cups of flour done yeah like it's not Oh, you know what I'm gonna do is be creative here. Yeah, you know yeah. what if I add more flour and make this fucking bread even more bready? No, yeah. just follow the recipe or yeah, whatever. Don't make it, is. it too bready. Yeah, don't make the bread too bready. That's the number one rule they tell yeah, you in culinary school. Bread too bready. <laughs> it's it's like That's, you know, I think we're all in the same boat where like our hobbies have sort of become how we make money and it's becoming yes. our jobs. Especially because cap especially in like late stage capitalism, there's this and I think our generation in particular has this thing where anytime you're like, hey, you're good at something yeah. that you used to do as a monetize side it. Gig. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make money. You make your hobby your dream job, which yes. is great. But then you're like, oh, the thing that I would do like make me not want to jump off a roof is a thing that I do for money now. Yes. Yeah. And I have the stresses attached to that. What can I do to like fill that hobby hole? And for me, it's like it used to be like playing music, but like I live in an apartment, so like I can't blast guitar at like twelve in the twelve in the morning. So like I'm trying to like sort of your point really hammered home, like sort of filling that hole as a kid. Like now I'm tracing back, being like, what did I do as a kid before I like started like writing or like making movies or any of that stuff? Like oh, building models or like you know it could be like I don't know, playing do- like adult dodgeball makes sense now. Yeah. Like you know. <laughs> It makes sense to me. <laughs> I get it. I get exactly I, what you mean. Totally. Like, it totally. makes sense now. Yeah, I got back into puzzles. Yeah. Like, I've always been, I, I I really loved crossword puzzles as a kid. And so I have, like, the New York Times crossword puzzle app. I don't pay for, like, a subscription, but I, like, download packs. Yeah. Just so that I always have something on the go. Like, if I'm on audition or if I'm just need a break at work or it's just following that and yeah. it's just so satisfying to complete i can't tell you how many times i've been to like a store like a like a michael's or just a target anything yeah. and like saw the children's craft section of yeah. making your own slime and been like i want to do that yeah i want to go home and i want to make slime yeah and it's very satisfying yeah, right yeah i've made slime with kids before and yeah. it is like you watch them and they're so into it and then you're suddenly like wow i am really into putting <laughs> the glue with this dye and making this happen yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might have to buy a slime kit. Yeah, I know. do it. Do it. There's like fancy slime too. Yeah, artisanal like, slime. Yeah. yeah, and there's also like poop slime kit. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> now I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> give me that poo poo. Yeah, mm, give me that. The- give me that dark brown shit looking slime. <laughs> because it because it's from like the craft section is like technically like look you're making something you're yeah, creating. Yeah, yeah. They think that they can be like 
Yes, it's shit. <laughs> yeah. We are you the object here is to make shit. A shit substitute. Yeah. You know it's not shit. These kids. So there's yeah, you said there's like hundreds of models. Mm-hmm. And they're mostly made out of plastic. Some are made with like resin and metal. Yeah. Um and the quality range is like you've got ones that kids can make that are like yeah. not gonna fuck them up. Yeah. And then you have ones that are more of like hobbyist. Yeah. And then ones that are like museum level models. Yeah, there's some where like they're like you said they're like die cast and you have to like get actual tools and I think they even have like you can like run like LED lights and stuff to them. Like that's way outside my league. Like they're I've just the past couple of weeks I've been getting into like just watching those videos like to have background noise, but like these are people that like you know, they spend, you know, a week to then you spend an, a lot of time like putting together these high quality models then they also build like dioramas for them and stuff too and they go on like like competitions where you can like take off models and like win awards and stuff and like those people are pretty intense because then they also like i said start customizing and adding these really elaborate like things to like their suits and stuff is there prize money can they like I don't, can I you was, become a I professional s- i'm assuming you i mean i don't know but i would think that you could probably Win some type of like sponsorship from like Bandai if you're really good. I might try. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. I bet I could do it. Like, there's some crazy, there's some pretty intense designs that people make. Um, so there's like the the mo. So the primary suit featured is. Let me see if I get this right. Mobile suit Gundam zero zero eight zero. Uh. Okay, yeah, the the year, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a design. That's a, a variant of the RX seventy eight. Classic Gundam RX seventy eight. Yes. Okay, so can you tell us more about the RX seventy eight? Oh, can I? The RX seventy eight. <laughs> uh, that was the first Gundam made by the and Earth Federation. Off. Uh, <laughs> there were actually, I think, seven made. In there. You only see two in the original series. There's the RX seventy eight O two, which is the model that our hero Amuro Ray, who's the lead of the show, pilots. But there's a bunch of different. Um, <laughs> this is also where it comes in. Where the like the model stuff comes in because they're like RX seventy eight oh two, which is probably just like some arbitrary number that someone wrote in a script forty years ago. I was like, all right, there's two of them. Let's make six more of those babies, <laughs> and they all they all become super super specialized. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, what, what was your question? I'm sorry, I can I can feel my. Did you black out? I can yeah, I blacked out. I was like, oh, good to model numbers. <laughs> I want to make sure that I could come back and answer your question before I went on my rant. <laughs> this is delightful. Um, but real quick, you said you mentioned Amarore, and I forgot to talk about yeah, this. Yeah. Where it's like, so in the series, mm. the RX seventy eight, which is like the original, o- like yeah. the OG model of Gundam, yeah, um, is the prototype weapon for the Earth Federation, mm-hmm. and then it falls into the hands of Amarore, a child, a child, yeah, the son of a guy. Who, who is, helped build the robot, yeah. Right. And then um, the kid goes to pilot it in the war against... Xeon. Mm. Uh, yes, thank yes. you. I was like, what is the Z thing? Um, and so the RX... My original question was mm. just like, tell us more about the RX. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah. I wanted to back up and explain <laughs> that, like, even though everything I said just now sounds like fucking nonsense, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, there's a reason behind it, which is... 
that's basically what the show is. So if you were, yeah. if you sat down to watch this to be like, what is this Gundam show that people have been talking about for 40 years? Yeah. It starts with a kid has to pilot the machine his dad built in order to save Earth from having to go to war with yeah. aliens, basically. Yeah, that's the that's becomes like a running theme for every show is that like, like the exciting incident is like a kid finds a giant robot and just pilots it. I don't know why the military lets them do it. <laughs> But there's like four, like basically every series starts off with like 15 year old kid finds a robot, which I guess makes sense because the show was for 15 year old kids. But like kid finds a robot and then is thrust into war. And then you just watch, they usually just watch all their friends and family die throughout the series. And they're always traumatized at the end of the end, by the end of each Jesus. series. It's very heavy for some reason. But yeah, so the, the Gundam was like, that was like the Earth Federation's like, first real like mobile suit that they made because the whole idea was that Xeon was more technologically advanced and they had these machines before Earth did and that's why they were like killing everybody. I think the series says that like half of the human population dies within the first like three months of the war or some crazy shit like that. And this robot is the first one that's like made by the Earth Federation. It's like made from like this very rare metal. I think they call it Gundanium, which is like mostly bulletproof like like it's impervious to most Again, harm and stuff. If I knew you could get away with coming up with the least creative right? names, I would never spend as much time as I do trying to name things. It really is from like the George Lucas school of like throw it to a dart. Uh, Yoda, uh, Yaddle. That's the ladies <laughs> of the thing. Yeah. It's just the thing of looking around a room. Uh, 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 orange, uh, uh, desk. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's the thing. <laughs> Police, doubt, fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the flagship, like, that's the flagship um, robot for, like, the entire series. And it becomes this, like, he he ends up developing, like, this weird bond with with the robot where, like, he's identified with this. And, like, he has a rival who, like, becomes identified. The robot has a rival? Or the kid has a rival? No, has a, a rival. A fully grown man. <laughs> like, like this a career, child is my enemy. a career military man really can't stand this fifteen-year-old kid, and they have like a dynamic that goes throughout the series and stuff. To be fair, what's more fun to watch? A fifteen-year-old kid be like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna shoot stuff up," or like a forty-five-year-old man? Yeah. Animated or real life? Animated. You want to watch a kid because it's like wonder and it's like yeah, like they're going to adventure and like like I said, yeah, it, animated for sure. If it yeah. was real life, I don't like child actors, so that's. The <laughs> if it was real life, I'm not interested in a yeah. child's adventure in any way. You don't want to watch Finn Wolfhart pilot a giant robot. Never, no, <laughs> no. Still haven't seen Stranger Things. I'm not interested in children. I don't. I don't like watching child actors. The show is great, but I understand your point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched the first season. And I just, I don't know. I see them at like premieres and stuff. And it's like, you got one they, Netflix they gotta series. Be You're not that cool. It is, like, kid, it is weird watching yeah. kids have to like be adults. I hope that everything goes well for any child actor. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, anytime a child actor is like, yeah, I gave up on it because it was just too much. I'm like, th- I'm so glad you put your like health first. Yeah. And you didn't become a crazy person. Like, yeah. I never, I, I always worry. Yeah. I get very like maternal. And I'm, I'm like, glad that no. I don't have to stand next to you at like the Hyperion Trader Joe's. <laughs> while you while you really dig into the cashier. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Yeah. I I was on that show ten years ago. This is a complete tangent, but do you guys know who you guys remember Ethan Supp- Suppley? Yes. yes. Have you seen him recently? No. no. He is 
jacked jacked really Really? like so much so that i'm bringing up on this podcast to tell you how shockingly jacked he is what spawned what what spurred the jackness i have no idea but like someone tweeted out a picture of him i was like i commented and said whoa and then i went to google and looked up more pictures of how jacked he was (laughs) wow it's it's wild he like he has like the full beard, like the full bearded Jack dude look. Oh my god, it's great. Do some research. D- do you use your Google's? It's so great. So he's kind of trying to do like what Chris Pratt did. Yeah, and he's it's working he, for him. But he's not getting the Marvel money. It's not like a Kumail situation no. where we all went, "What?" I think it's one of those things where it's for health, and then once he saw like, "Oh, I'm like one of those people that are built to get shredded." I'm just going to keep getting shredded. Yeah. I found a side-by-side because it doesn't even look like him. Oh, my him, God. Right? This is not the same. This is a different Yeah. Man. My name is Earl Dude is fucking that is, jacked. That's what? Oh, that's what? Randy. Yeah. That's, Isn't that crazy? Now I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know it's, what? Fuck Gundam. We're going to tell aged, him. It's actually aged him a little bit. Yeah. He does look a little bit older, but I guess he can play like a military dude now. Yeah. Yeah, he could play like a like a hardened detective. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie. Until I saw that photo, I was thinking of Ethan Embry. <laughs> uh, but now I do remember Ethan yeah. Suppley. Um, He's Boy Meets World, also. Yeah, yeah, one of those people that just like in everything. an actual child actor that like held it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until well, I don't know. Is that holding it together? Yeah, I don't know. he may be a complete <laughs> maniac. Who knows? Yeah. Or is met. that like one of the? You know how some you have that one friend who it's like every couple of years they change trajectories mm. with such a hard left that you just have to shrug and go, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, maybe it's one of those. I mean, where he just woke up one day and told everybody, "I'm getting shredded." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever, Ethan." And, and then, then he three months later, you see his Instagram, you're like, "Oh wow." Yeah. I mean, that's definitely not a person who just like enjoys the gym, you know, (laughs) like there's definitely a degree of not healthy there. (laughs) He's done in and out in 45. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Intensity. Yeah. I will never. Yeah. I never met even when I was working out a lot more and I will never meet again. Just I won't. Yeah. Just won't happen. It's fine. Ethan Suppley is not. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> Tr- try to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It, there's no days of rest. Yeah, no. Yeah. Rest when he sleeps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you have a favorite model kit that you've purchased? Oh, not that I purchased, but I do have a favorite, like just individual robot mm-hmm. that I will purchase when I can find a model kit that's not super expensive. It is the GM Custom. Okay. Uh, it was featured first featured in the this series called. Gundam 0083 Stardust Memories, which is mm-hmm. like this, I think like 12 episode miniseries. For being a series that has is so, um, I guess, fantastical, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me. No, not Siri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's so confusing to me because I feel every series and every character is just letters and numbers. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of just the. Is it this dude right here? Yeah, that dude. Yeah, this I love green the, guy. I love the oh. way it looks. It's like the perfect. This it, guy's fun. It's yeah, one of those favorite, I can get down with this. That it's, looks like classic. Gundam. Yeah, it's yeah. like a fun design. You could tell it's from like it's from someone who studied character design from like the late '80s, early '90s. It's like yeah, it's got a little bit of a Transformers yeah, kind of vibe, and, and it makes me. It does take me back to being a kid because like I do remember like you know we can watch things and be like, oh, this was designed by. Someone from the 60s, the 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s. Like, I like being able to look at that and be like, that takes me back to like 
95 when I'm like 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that Absolutely. design just always stuck with me. And like the color's I love, good. Yeah, the good color, like just a weird color choice. Like we're going to get this weird teal for a giant robot. Yeah, I dig. I can see why you would want that one. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to yeah. get a model when we I have time. We approve of it. Oh, and, thanks, guys. And just so you know, ahead of time, you don't even have to ask if we approve of it. Because <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> so you go right ahead. Oh, thanks, guys. It really, that really helps me out. That's that's my favorite. So I, that's my favorite suit. Like um, my favorite Gundam is um, a thing called Gundam Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, that just has a cool. It's a just a, from another good series, from another like mini series. But that one has just a cool design I like, and the colors are super simple. Like I think it's like blue, white, and like yellow. Just an interesting color palette. But yeah, those are definitely my go-to like two favorite. Um, model designs so i found a uh, from geek.com this was uh their version of the most awesome gundam toys okay and i just wanted this is like a mini test but i was just going to name off the things and see okay. if you know them and if not i have them right in front okay. so i can show you these uh just to be like how how well do you know these toys okay um, yeah, let's see if you are if you agree with the discerning voices of <laughs> that too because they were like yeah. most on it on the most awesome and i was like well if yeah, there's like who are they polling yeah, yeah exactly i'm like if there's over if there's hundreds of models of these this seems like a very discerning yeah. taste so anyway we talked about the rx 782 kit mm-hmm. then there's the tamashi nation's gundam barbados figure oh. Barbado, not barbados Barbo- like the- barbatos barbatos yeah see it, i can't ever fucking pronounce anything uh you pronounced barbados <laughs> yeah you got <laughs> three you. you actually you got extra credit yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went there in a couple yeah. extra letters we didn't yeah. even ask for you to pronounce barbados <laughs> and you yeah. did yeah. Bar- barbados yeah figure do you know this one this one is weird because there's like three that Gundam has like three or four different versions it goes through. Mm-hmm. Is this the one that has like a giant weird like looking sword thing? Yeah, it's sword. got like a like a spiky. Yeah, uh, I sort of know that one. Um, I don't know if this is the one that has. There's one that's more stripped down. And there's one that has like more armor on it. Let me see. Yeah, this guy looks like. Yeah, all right. That one I do know. Only because of that weird club thing. That yeah, he what did. is that? I don't know. I, I've watched a little bit of that series. That one, again, is about um, child soldiers <laughs> that get robots. <laughs> but I haven't I'm watched it. Noticing a, a pattern. It is a very, that's a very uh, common theme in that series. Uh, it's a hardened mace, apparently. That's what he yeah, used to strike down enemies. You I think in that universe, laser weapons don't, like everything is like has anti-laser, I guess, spray on it. I don't know. I guess I'm going to give it a cope. So they have to use blunt like blunt instruments to like I like that they robots. thought that part through. They were like, <laughs> no, no lasers. We're gonna yeah. spray them down with no laser yeah, spray. We're gonna go we're gonna send Bill over to give him a nice waxing. Hey Bill. Hey. What? You we need you down there to spray up some more of the robots. No, nah, Charlie said he's gonna take care of it. It's I all good. Fight. Hey Charlie! <laughs> what? Hey, can you can you stop eating your tuna salad sandwich? We gotta get you to spray down more of the robots. It's not tuna salad, it's ham salad. Ham salad. Yeah. You chopped up the ham and then you threw in celery and mayonnaise? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no more questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your story checks out. <laughs> Looks at sandwich. Yeah. yeah, that's a ham salad sandwich. I think that's a real thing. Is it? 
I feel I've never I must heard have, of I must have. I'm from the Midwest. I'm, I'm sure, sure I've seen made cubes that of thing. ham in mayonnaise. Yeah, you're from the same area that's like, here, I'm sorry that your son died. I made you a pile of jello with shit inside. Yeah. What's the, what's the, che- the is it is a Lucy, cheesy Lucy? What, you know what I'm talking about? Um, It's like a hamburger that has cheese already in it. No. Oh, oh. Um. Uh. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, Sorry for that weird tangent. Yeah. No, no, I can't remember, but I did get it in a, a when I had um, uh, HelloFresh. I did get that. That's what it was <laughs> yes. called. I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Though. It's a sandwich that has cheese in it. <laughs> We're not cutting this. We're not. <laughs> Sorry for that bizarre tangent. It was I know what you're talking about, though, and it's going to bother me forever. Yeah. yeah. In a way, HelloFresh is like a model kit because you put together your meal. <laughs> That's is that true. Good, is that a sec? Bidu, bidu. Yeah. Got us right back on yeah. track. Um. Okay, so then there you've got the Gundam Micro War set. Oh, wow. This one does, I don't know if I know this one. Hit me. So the Gundam franchise is one of the uh, first franchises to do this trend, I think, in both toys and like you were you mentioned before, there's robot shows. Or yeah, yeah. Big, you called them big robot shows, yeah. the big robot genre, if you will. Yeah. There is something and I don't love this term, but it is called the quote super deformed oh, trend. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a great term. I yeah. don't know if that's a translation issue or what. Yeah. But uh so serious looking characters are they look they they have like big heads and small cartoonish bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought those looked very stupid, so I never <laughs> like Funko Pop. Yeah, Isn't that kind of yeah, like, sort of yeah, that's sort of in the same vein. Yeah, there's a there's a kit that you could buy, or there's yeah a war set you could buy with um three mechs and an Earth Gundam and a pair of Zaku, and I, then there's some tanks and human figurines. Mm-hmm. I know uh, what a Zaku is. That mm-hmm. look like this. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Kind of like yeah. This was uh. So this is the Gundam, right? Yeah. And this was his rival. Amuro's rival always were. They call it red, but really it's pink. All of his suits were pink. That's how you knew he was coming to coming to get that ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't look cute enough, in my opinion. No, like, I, don't, I don't. If the idea was to like visually reinterpret it and go like, you know what? Instead of making this robot look super deadly and like a weapon, mm. we're gonna make it look kind of cute. Like you make the eyes bigger, right? Like yeah. Disney, you give them you like would, Disney it, eyes. You makes you make everything a little bit bigger. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I feel like that's the thing that happens a lot, like in a. Uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s fighting games, there was always like big head mode oh, or like yeah. you would unlock like yeah, a yeah. version like, oh, cool, I can play Mortal Kombat, but Remember, now they'll have giant heads. Was it Goldeneye? You could have like big head yeah. and Donkey Kong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, uh. And then so uh, the Gundam Char Zaku model kit is the same guy, but mm-hmm. it's like the, the the same dude that you pointed out, mm-hmm. but normal size. I actually had, that was like the first ball I ever got. Was, oh, yeah? Yeah, the Char Zaku too. What did it take to build it? It was, they're pretty, so you get the kits and they're literally just like snap them together. Like the, the basic versions, like snap them together. Like, and you get like decals and stuff. You can put them on. I think like the higher up you go, you do, you do probably want tools like, some of them you have to like glue stuff together. Some of them you have to like screw like metal parts and stuff together. But the one I got was just like out of the box. You snap together, you're done in like 45 minutes. It sounds satisfying. It yeah. sounds very satisfying. Yeah, because then you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. It's like easy IKEA. You feel like you've mm-hmm. done something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I've accomplished yeah. something. I love that feeling. A New Year's Day after I saw a movie, I walked past Bed Bath and Beyond and was like, oh, I wonder if they have a dresser. I'm going to go to IKEA. 
build buy and build one today and yeah. i was so excited to go to ikea buy it like and buy a dresser like, and assemble like the it. amish like you just built a bar and like yeah i did it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man that took an i can't believe i've yeah. been doing this for an hour i listened to a whole episode of mark Marin. oh my <laughs> god man and it was somebody i wasn't even that interested yeah. in i love their guys <laughs> Mark was mad at Lauren again. Yeah. I didn't see it coming this time. Yeah, man, what a good hour spent. Yeah. Man, he, man, he's talking to Nikki Glazer like they're friends. <laughs> um, so we got the ba- Bondi Metal Build Ale Strike Gundam. Oh wow, I don't, I don't know that one. This is if you really want to go all out. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a step above the rest. Oh wow, it has plastic. And then they also include uh, cast metal parts throughout oh, the frame. Much. So there's like this super crazy level of detail. Um, do you, I, I mean, when I look at this no, robot, I'm like giddy. There's like too much work. Also, like from a design standpoint, it, you can, term, I don't know when it was made, but it looks like something made in like the aughts. Because mm-hmm. there's like just like so many angles and stuff. I like, I like simple designs. I like just yeah. like, here's a box, more boxes, and then you're, you're done. Yeah. This guy is not as he's somewhere in between simple and non simple. Oh yeah, he's I like that guy. Tamashi Nature's Nation's Master Gundam. I maker. like this one. Yeah, that's yeah. from a series called G Gundam where um so they would do spin-offs every now and then that weren't tied to canon. They were just like one off series. And this one was like <laughs> the there was like a, it was like a uh, a final what was it called? Uh Battle Royale where like every nation had entered in like a robot to fight and this was like I think this guy fought for like China. He was like Master Master Asia was his name. But then you would get really problematic things like like they'd be like Gundam Africa it would just be like a zebra. There was like Netherlands Gun. There was like Netherlands Gundam, which was just like a windmill. It was some really funny designs in that series, and also very problematic designs in that series. Yeah, like first off, you named one robot for the whole fucking continent. Yeah, guess what the guess what the Mexico Gundam was called? Okay, one I'll tequila bite. Gundam. Oh, and it had a sombrero and like a little mustache. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, indeed. Uh-oh is the best word for that. Yeah. There are some wild swings in that I mean, series. <laughs> Again, the same guy that was like, I just want to have a children fight inside giant robots. Yeah. <laughs> that, those same people are like, oh, well, we should get the rest of the world involved. Okay, <laughs> super I mean, yeah. you know, somewhere in there was an, it was an attempt at inclusion. The American version Gundam they make is very funny in this. So it's uh, it's piloted by like a dude named like, I think his name's like Chickadee Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> his ro- Accurate. His robot has, he's he has a football helmet that he can take off and put on his, his hands as boxing gloves. And then he also rides around on a surfboard and then has a six-shooter. That's that's every element of America yeah. all in one. All he needs to do is like pull out a cheeseburger occasionally. Yeah, you really see how Japan viewed the rest of the world through that series. I feel like I could and should play Chickadee Dundee in, <laughs> you a, should. in a movie. Yeah. You already have eaten a cheeseburger with the cheese inside of it. <laughs> I think it's what a Juicy Lucy juicy burger. Lucy, it's a Juicy Lucy called, burger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, juicy yeah. Lucy. I yeah, do yeah. know what that is. I don't know that I've ever had one, though, but they're uh, very intriguing. I've never well, had one, but I've just What you do is you make two thinner uh, hamburger patties than you normally would, and then you put the cheese in between them and then seal it in. Is it good? 
I mean, it's the same as a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's just on the inside. On the inside, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It really doesn't change the flavor. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm the person that, like, I see a stuffed crust pizza, and I'm like, holy fooling. Yeah, that's a lot of work going in. Yeah. I mean, I what, guess if you ever... Just get mozzarella sticks. What you, is this mm. about? If you ever wanted to, like, trick someone who was like, you'll never get me to eat a cheeseburger, <laughs> that's the time when I could see a Juicy Lucy burger. Mm. Um, or I guess if you were at a restaurant and it was an option, sure. But if you're ever making a burger, I have no reason to recommend making it. Juicy, yeah, it's juicy. So simple. Put it on there, and then you're done. Like, yeah, there's a slice of cheese. Yeah, I can't believe you read the sides for the Gundam movie to play the role of Juicy yeah. Dundee, and you <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, I've been working on it. It's Juicy Lucy monologue. I've been working on it with um, uh, I'm not gonna say their it's name. <laughs> Swiss blank blank agency. Yeah, yeah, I've been whatever. working on it with that acting coach that got in, like that got recorded saying racist oh. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we got Crossbone Gundam. That one's pretty cool looking. Yeah, this guy, like a pirate. this gothy looking dude, yeah. I'm into. He yeah. has, could you describe it for us? So this one, for some reason, they decided, for some reason, it's fucking awesome. They decided to do like a pirate theme for this series where this this guy also has like a giant cloak that he wears in the show. That's like laser proof for some reason, but they based it everything. He has like a, like a blunderbust laser thing and like, and like he also you can't see but he has like a weird like pirate sword thing in the actual series too he has uh like crossbones for arms and like a giant skull on the chest and i assume that something shoots out of those crossbone arms oh you got to like also you know this this was designed this looks like it was designed like a 13 year old I love cool it. Kid. Yeah. I love it because this is the one where I look at and I say, okay, now I get it. All bets are off. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you yeah, want to. Yeah, you can. Yes, it's a bone-shaped sword energy cannon weapon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Wait, why does he have a cape that protects him from lasers if they already have, hey, Charlie, what you supposed you were supposed to wax down the robots? I with did. The anti- did you? Yeah. Well, this guy says he has to wear a cape now. What's that about? Oh well, it was a tablecloth I had, and I didn't <laughs> feel like finding out where the tablecloth went. It was easier to just convince the robot people that went on a robot. You know what? I got no more questions. <laughs> and also, I'd love to get another ham salad sandwich oh, from you. Sorry, I ate it all. <laughs> oh, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it 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 doesn't make sense in the series too because. I think they they give a like you can only get hit like four times before it just turns into like a normal cape. I think I think they I think they make a point of saying that in the series like you get you get five shots and then it's just like a large an enormous piece of cloth that we put on this robot. The, yeah, okay. Like, I don't it know. looks cool, I guess. But yeah, I don't know that. Why. But also just begs so many more questions. Yeah, like why only five? But why bother wearing the cape? Why yeah, not figure out some other piece of tech. Why I mean, not wrap the cape around more like you know when you get out of the shower and you put a towel around your waist. <laughs> why not do it like that as opposed to a flowy cape yeah. that could definitely like get caught up in machinery? Yeah, yeah. I'm just confused <clears throat> where you draw the line where it is a pirate robot so why are we gonna ask any questions yeah all right why are we gonna try to find the logic yeah that's true steve take the ride go on the ride steve when you're right you're right this title disappoints me because the name does not to me um look like what i would expect that to look like (laughs) please read the name um when i see the name when i first saw the name perfect grade unicorn gundam kit i thought oh that's gonna be cute yeah yeah, it's, it's not. It's it not does not too, look yeah. like a perfect uh, grade unicorn. Yeah, too many angles. In this. fact, I don't see a it, solo horn. It, yeah, it also has like a two horn situation. If it's going to quote have horns, yeah. versus a singular horn, which 
is what a unicorn is most known for. Yeah, this was from a, so this is from a series called obviously Unicorn Gundam, and the thing uh, it transforms like its normal state. It does have just a single horn, but when it transforms, the horn splits open and it gives you the the, the Gundam. Fins. Oh, that's cool! Oh, shit, yeah. double horn. Yeah, I'll allow it. So unicorn to duo to corn. dual to like just yeah dual corn. regular corn. yeah regular corn <laughs> yeah. What? What or am I? Ram. <laughs> Where else would I know the name Bondi from? Is that Bondi? Yeah, they make like video. They do a bunch of like video games. Okay, I think they do. I think they probably made some like Dragon Ball Z video games and stuff. Okay. Like they're pretty popular. Yeah, they're like, the they're a pretty right? huge company. Yeah, okay. That um, they and they're the main. They're like the primary licensee mm. for these yeah. products. Um, there's other places that do like unofficial merch. Mm. Um. But if you want like the real thing, it's like yeah, when you come buy, to them. Yeah, like you have to go to the Disney store or buy from like a Disney theme park to get like an official Mickey shirt. Yeah, but of course there's like whack Mickey designs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, oh, those are the better ones. Yeah, yeah, I prefer those ones. The but tourist like, if stores. If you were like, I want a traditional Mickey Mouse, uh, you know, hands on his hips, being like, ho ho ho, everybody, <laughs> that face. Then yeah. like you not you don't need to go. There, but otherwise has to be licensed out, like Disney licensed it to Target. Mm. So I think it's that way. Where like Bondi probably sells that stuff everywhere. Cause yeah, because they do like so many shops. They do like crossovers with like Adidas and stuff. Like they they do. It's just weird. It's interesting seeing how that stuff sort of flown out and like has become cool. Have they crossed over with Fortnite yet? That feels inevitable. <laughs> that does seem inevitable. I mean, now that we're putting prequel Star Wars, uh, oh my Star Wars God. scenes into Fortnite, don't get me started. I was <laughs> no, get started. I was uh, so I I didn't know any of this going into the movie. I was just watching it, and it says like the dead speak, and they talk about. It. I'm like, did I miss a completely? I feel like I missed at least a cold open. Like what <laughs> happened? Um, yeah. Then afterwards, I found out you had to like play Fortnite to get this. I'm like, <laughs> this is an important piece of information. I mean, it's a dumb, it's a dumb move, but at least you should include that in the movie. I felt like, yeah, that is just so, so like no one's confused. It's so funny to me because I have been my disinterest in Star Wars ever since I was a kid has always it's been an aggressive disinterest. I've never, I was just in Galaxy's Edge for the first time, and I just can't get there. Get and I've tried, it. yeah. Um, and so it's just, uh, it, it's just funny to me when people get so upset about things, yeah. and I'm just like. Man, I know I never really uh really cared. So it's it's so it's it it made I was more upset just from writing wise. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, it's from, such a yeah. weird move to be like this critical piece of information is in a video yeah. game. And from an outside perspective who <laughs> yeah. has who who isn't invested in the story in yeah. any way to like turn on my computer and read that like Oh, in order to fully get all of the Star Wars yeah. canon, you have to play Fortnite, and that's just so. Isn't that's it, such a fuck you. It seems like it's un- so many people. <laughs> yeah. It's like an onion headline. Like, yes. I also, I, when I was on the way over here, I read a tweet that linked to an article saying that. So you know, at the end, there's like that weird moment between Lando and that lady, who I, I guess is like his daughter, which is weird, but okay. Apparently. You find out how Lando got all the people to join him in like a Disney ride that's coming out on Galaxy's Edge. And uh, I was like, what? Put that in the movie. I don't want to watch. I'm, uh, like, no one's going to go on like a 30 minute ride to get canon from a movie. Like, who gives a shit? Just like tell the story or don't tell the story. That, it's just such a bizarre move. Uh, 
Uh, I will say this. The dead speak is like objectively very funny. Yeah. yeah. Like what a funny three word phrase. I did say what the fuck. I, li- <laughs> I, I, I literally leaned forward and like and I, I felt I felt like I was gaslit because I was like I'm like I like I like Star Wars but like you know I don't follow it that much but I felt like I'm a pretty with it guy like you know went to film school like I write for a living I feel like under I would have seen this but I was like did I miss a did I miss an act of a movie uh then and that that was my entertainment rather than the actual stories within the Star Wars movie <laughs> my entertainment was watching the ups and downs of this of this new trilogy um, yeah. and what what you the fans went through yeah, yeah. watching wild. Oscar Isaac be like Man, fuck these this, guys. Dude, John Boyega has yes. been giving me so much life it's these past all two of days. Them. Everybody yeah. who's just like, listen, I'm with you. I didn't like this either. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Do you know what it takes for actors to like come forward and say anything apart from what a joy this is? You just was? know you don't. You, there's like, I'm never going to work with this company ever again. Fuck it. I can just say what I want to say. Yes, they oh. have made all the cash. The checks have been cashed. They've made <laughs> their fuck you money and they yeah. are out of there. And I have so much more respect and appreciation for them and will immediately hire any of them who talked out against it yeah. just because they pulled that shit. I'm like, yes. We stand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. We got a Tamashi Nations Gundam Seed. Seed is all caps. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch Astray that Astray Blue Frame. I'll show you the, f- I'll show you the photo. Blue but um, this uh, is very Oh, wow. That's a lot looking. going on. Yeah. The, I do not know this one. The article calls this one kind of ridiculous. Yeah, look, uh, at, all this sh- look at all this stuff. It's a lot a of lo- accessories. There's yeah. a lot going do those, on with are this those, Do those missiles fire? I don't... They probably don't fire, but oh. I'm sure... I mean, some versions, depending on how detailed, you can, like... These are probably all individual... They can be all individual pieces, so they could, like, take out as many as they want. And make it look like they've shot some off. Oh, wow. you know? so you could take each one of these out. You so could. I don't know if this model does, but there are some versions where you can like take out individual wow. stuff. That's yeah. really thinking through on like how somebody might be playing with this toy. Yeah. And then would want to like incorporate this super sense of toy into their storytelling. It's which a is model, nice. not a toy. Okay, but you know what I'm saying here. Because like otherwise, like why would they want him to take it out? I mean, I I'm wondering why there isn't a version that does shoot the missiles, like little darts, like little nerf darts. <laughs> that would be a toy. Yeah. And then you got Oh, the odd guy. Yeah. Ooh, that's my Zaku. favorite. Yeah, this is the cute one. That's... This is a plush Zaku. Oh yeah, that's um, cute. This is a very cute guy. See, that's what the super deformed, not my words, should look like, you know? Yes. Like, yes, I agree. That one is very cute. It's baby Yoda energy. Exactly. Uh BYE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Total um, yeah, this is like a good one for like if you had a little kid that was watching the show, but you're like, yeah. hey, you're 10 and the it's kids too are too violent complicated, for you. Yeah, yeah. but I can get you this. Um, the Gundam Strike Freedom That's Full too Burst. That's going on. That, this, this guy looks like, like a rejected Olympics mascot. Yeah. Like, there's so much happening here. See, the designs um, become so complicated later as they become more modern. To me, this looks like you're playing like <clears throat> a Mario 64 game and you beat the boss but then they come back as a the bigger batter form. over yeah. the top one that's what this is. Does looks any of like this look me. cool to you? I'm so no, curious. This- um pirate looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, missiles looked cool. This one just no, this one's not doing yeah, it for me. Yeah, I liked you? I liked pirate. Mm-hmm. I like that cute one. I love the one that you picked. The one Funny. that you picked is my favorite. Yes, oh, thank because you. Because I think part of it is the nostalgia aspect yes. like mm-hmm. these look like robots from cartoons I watched. Yeah. But also it's uncomplicated and I too like yeah. a simple aesthetic. Um there was another one I really liked. The uh the Charizaku model kit. Oh yeah, that one's super I was, too super I was like this one simple. makes sense. Yeah. You like that one because it's pink and wearing a skirt. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a girl and 
I conformed gender roles. I missed Steve. Do you need another soda pop? <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to. Th- I'm, I'm we're going to throw that, that we're going to throw that character off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd they go? Oh no, they drown, huh? Weird. Um, <laughs> they drown themselves, weird. Sody pop. <laughs> yeah, this thing uh this freedom full burst mode model has this massive dragoon wings that flex out from the backpack. I'm just like Nah, you what? don't need all yeah. that shit. Something it feels like, like an inferiority complex on a robot, yeah. which yeah. makes that's me exactly upset. it. And it, yeah. yeah, it's a pointy inferiority complex. <laughs> like this guy needs something. He has something to prove. Yeah, yeah. That those designs get too like I like you said. Like simple is better. And also, I'm I'm thinking like how much space is going to take up. Yeah, yeah. Have, that's there you go. That's the robot that uh, joins the highway patrol out of high <laughs> yeah. school. That's you, what that you robot see is. that and you think about the designer is like, okay, I get it, man. You've got eight dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we see, yeah. we see in the design. Also, from like if you're thinking like logically, which throw all logic out the window when talking about giant robots, but like <laughs> and this is like a real military. Like, do we need? Do we need these many points? Like, can we just <laughs> yeah. can we can we build another robot out of the metal that we put into the? the these? You've got two robots worth of metal. There. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this whole thing is supposed to be a commentary on the horrors of modern warfare, and yeah. then to have this one robot shoot out these eight spikes—it's like, <laughs> it's excessive. Yes, like yeah. what message are we sending? Is this supposed to be horrific or cool? Or does it look cool as shit? Yeah, <laughs> make up your mind. Yeah. Is war? We already established this war bad. Yeah, yeah. war, war, war not good. War is bad. But then you've got pirate robots. Yeah. And like, well, pirate how bad slap. can a war be if it's fought by pirate robots? <laughs> um, have you seen any uh pop culture Gundam stuff? Like, like you mentioned, Adidas did a thing. Apparently, Pepsi had uh, oh, Pepsi sense. bottles, with special edition bottle caps mm. that had uh, mini statues of the mobile suits. Um, and I then- did Uniqlo. I think that's how you pronounce uh-huh. it. I had I bought. I, I was just on their website randomly and saw they had a Gundam shirt, and I bought that. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this looks dope." And that, um, I didn't. Pepsi, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that makes um, sense over yeah. there. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I don't know if Pe- Pepsi doesn't seem like that big over here. Like, I know it's a competitor to Coke, but like, it seems like it's competitive in the way that Burger King is competitive with like, yeah. McDonald's. I prefer Pepsi, but you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean the. No, no, it's. I didn't fine. mean to. to no, no, what it's are the fine. Cool things I about just grew it? up on Pepsi. Yeah. So wait, where are you from again? Michigan, oh. and I thought that was a thing, but I think my family just chose Pepsi. So I don't I'm from North people. Carolina, where Pepsi is from, and my mom drink. I don't drink sort of the, that much to begin with, but mm-hmm. like when I go home, is the only time I see people have like Pepsi in their fridge as opposed yeah. to like Coke. Mm. It's crazy, like, uh, if I'm at a restaurant and the other per- and somebody orders a Coke and they say, is Pepsi okay? And they say no. That's I'm like, what? Is, there, yeah. is it that really? much of a difference? Yeah. In my opinion, no. It's, yeah. all, it's all hurts my teeth now because yeah. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I drank a Mountain Dew the first for the first time in, like, months, a couple of months ago. And, like, it burned my throat. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> I was like, I'm too old to drink yeah. soda now. You don't miss it once it's been, like, once you haven't had it in a while. It's crazy how refreshing, like, cold water is. Like, yeah. Yes. You put two ice cubes in the water, and I'm like, this is changing the whole yeah. game. If you throw in, like, a little squeeze of lemon. Oh, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> Here he is. I'm treating myself. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm living expensive. It's crazy how, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, simple is so much better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you drive, like, I pass a billboard for, a, for Taco Bell that has, like, a Mountain Dew that is, like, a is like a bright teal. Yeah. And then it's like what na- what natural color is this? <laughs> how did we how did we come to blue green? Yeah, what fruit did this come yeah. from? Yeah. 
Like, is the idea it looks like the ocean? (laughs) It doesn't taste like salt. And also, if it did, I don't think I'd want to eat it. Yeah. Um, There was another collab that they did, uh, the... um, Gundam, I guess, mm-hmm. as a general with Pocky, which is the candy. That's a can- yeah. Um, there's a that's typically like the can- like biscuit like the small sticks, s- thin ones, right? Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. dipped in chocolate or strawberry or something. And this had it was a gunpla bag. <laughs> I was struggling to say these words. Uh, that had a small plastic model in it, so it was oh. kind of like like you said, Happy Meal toy earlier. It was like that. It was, so it was like you buy the candy, you have a little toy in there. Uh, I just love that for whatever reason. The article is like the target. Customers for that product was a thirty-year-old male. <laughs> I, I, that tracks. I could, I could see like some salary man. Like that's their like how. That's how they decompress. Yeah, is to like to spend all their money on. Yeah, yeah. It's that, or stuff. you get so drunk on the train uh, yeah. and just <laughs> throw up at eleven yeah. p.m. on a Saturday. Those <laughs> seem to be the two options. Both, both viable. Yeah, yeah. We're not judging. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, try both. See what see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was an ink and wash painting in 2008 of a Gundam that was drawn by an artist named Hish- Hisashi, mm-hmm. um, and it was sold at an auction in Hong Kong for $600,000. God damn. Do you have a picture of it? Does it I look d- cool? Oh, let me find it. That's, I mean, I, that's, I guess that tracks. That that wouldn't be as surprising to me as someone has like, here's a cool picture of Thanos drawn by, I don't know, any contemporary American artist but here it is and it's, i do like it oh that looks dope yeah. oh is it like a traditional like mm-hmm. japanese style that looks cool as shit yeah yeah i don't know if i'd spend half a mil on it but yeah depends on how many mil i had yeah <laughs> if i yeah if i had multiple mil yeah I like spend- if i had like having known basically nothing about gundam until yesterday yeah um if i had 300 million dollars i probably would just be like <laughs> you just hang it up on your wall yeah i'll just yeah. buy it for you yeah, yeah. thanks man yeah <laughs> But if oh, I have a million dollars, yeah. then no. Singular uh, mill, not worth yeah. it. Uh, the RX-782 also shows up in um, Ready Player One. That's yeah. That's another big that, pop culture I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That like they stuck him in there. I don't know if he's in the did book you, or did not. Did you guys watch that movie at all? I no. did. When that, did you even have any inclination what that was when it happened? I'm just so curious when, to know. Well, like, No. Okay. So it was just like this Japanese guy just turned into like a robot. Yeah. And then yeah. I went, all right. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how I went with that entire movie. Yeah, I went all right. Yeah. Movies, I didn't enjoy the movie at all. Yeah, but that scene was so like, if you would have told fourteen year old me that I'd be watching a movie where a guy turns into a Gundam to fight Mechagodzilla while someone's driving like a DeLorean, I would have shit my pants. But when I saw it, I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is so loud. Yeah. <laughs> This is the Mountain Dew for my eyes. That's what I thought. I was like, this is, why don't you just talk it out? Why don't you just take a breather? There's so much going on. Let's just chill for a sec. Yeah. Just come over. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, save some of these for the sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you could tell your 14 year old self anything about, like, now that you've had a chance to buy kits, now that you've had a chance to, like, really immerse yourself in things Mm -hmm. like message boards that you alluded to earlier, which I assume you probably still maybe lurk around, maybe not. Uh, But you know what I'm saying. Like, all the stuff that you were really into that you've had a chance to, like, grow into as an adult, Mm -hmm. like, what would you tell your 14 year old self? I think I would tell them that it's, it's interesting seeing how. Those seeds have been planted and that they grow into things that, like, one, still bring you joy. And also, 
you've used the things that you were interested in as a kid to like do what you've always wanted to do. Like it's it's cool being like it's cool that like when I was like thirteen year old, like I would go to like comic book convention with my dad and like we'd read comic books and like watch like robot shows and stuff. And now I'm at a place where like I can use that information to like pay my rent in a weird way. To yeah. Like, yeah. To like, oh, here's like a comic book. And uh, I read like my, like I definitely referenced a thing that my dad got me, a comic my dad got me in the writer's room a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, my dad got me this and blah, blah, blah. That's how it happens. And it was like, oh, that's cool. And it's interesting now being like this show that you watched about giant robots. Uh, now it's like, it's like cool or like yeah. it's cool over here where it's not weird. Cause I think also like people our age, it's not strange to be like, yeah, I'm really into like, um, I don't know, like, I'm really into like Sailor Moon or I'm into like Star Trek or whatever because this may be a bad thing. Lake Stage Capitalism is, has just monetized all of our nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like if you're into Star Wars, you're almost like normal. You're like, oh, why don't you fucking get some, some weird shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think I would tell- a little deeper. Yeah, I felt like yeah. such an outcast not knowing what was going on in Al- Galaxy's Edge. I felt like <laughs> the biggest How was the loser. actual thing? Is it? Did you go? Great. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. But yeah, there is a something about like as we get older, just being in places where you're like, oh, this is completely monetized. Yeah. My childhood. I wonder if our kids should be like normies. They're like, we're just going to play baseball. Yeah. Like, yeah. Baseball I, um, I'd like tangible things, please. Yeah. I would like those uh, things that you put in water that are going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, the cliched version of our generation was like your dad. Like the dad taking the son to like play baseball. He's like, I'd rather play uh I'd rather play Dungeons and Dragons and our version is like trying to get our kid to be in a Dungeon Dragons and they're like, uh fuck you, Dad, I'm gonna go play some basketball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going Absolutely. outside. Yeah. Yeah, well I some, still can. I'm going to my MMA class, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me play baseball, damn it. Yeah. Cody Ziegler, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thanks for having me and letting me yell at you about Gundam models. Oh, anytime. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug at this time? Uh, check out uh, my social media, Yay for Zig, across all social media platforms. And I guess in two or three years, whenever She-Hulk comes out, <laughs> watch that. <laughs> but other than that, just find me on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and, and you have a podcast. And oh, yes. Think, oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Check out the Dark Weed podcast. I produce that. Or I produce that. I co-host that with uh, another really funny dude named Birdie Reed. We talk about, sometimes we talk about Gundam, sometimes we talk about Dragon Ball. We talk about a bunch of anime shit. And it's really fun to just like have a show where you can just hang out with your best friend for 45 minutes a week. Yeah. I wish I knew what that was like. Wow! <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.